Three, two, one. Welcome to Bars Open with Beth and Greg. I am Greg Lamonte. Thank you guys for joining in today. Today I've got TJ Gardner on the on the podcast with me. This is the health and fitness episode, one of the health and fitness episodes. I wanted to bring TJ on with us today to talk about his life, your life, um, and kind of just some of your background, some of the cool shit you do, you know, the ultra running, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, yeah. Thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it, man. No, thanks for having me. Um, for those that don't know, Greg and I pretty much grew up together back in New Hampshire. So I in what, 30 years, 32 years. Yeah, something like that. And I won't apologize, but we're probably going to be all over the place. So just try to follow along. <laughs> That's um, how it is. This is also a, a bit of a catch up between yeah. the two of us. So yeah, absolutely. And, so and this will come up when we get into why I'm actually on the health and fitness podcast. But if uh if you had told me four years ago, if I was sitting here four years, four years ago, I'd be on the unhealthy and unfit podcast. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, your, your journey has definitely come full circle. That's for sure. Right? Yeah. It's been, it's so, been fun. So. Absolutely. Well, very good. Thank you so much for everybody just tuning in. Uh, you can always find us out at the bars open with Beth and Greg on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, all the good places where you can find podcasts and all that good stuff. So this one is specifically under the health and fitness out on the bars open YouTube. And then I also, like I said, release it out to all the good places. So cool. Let's jump into this, man. Um, again, thanks so much for coming on. It's awesome. It's great to be able to see you in kind of in the flesh, so to speak, right? Person to person. Yeah. Um, it's been quite a while that we've been able to catch up. So that's basically, we're going to shoot the shit the whole time. So jumping into some of this, yeah, like you said, lifelong friends, we've known each other since I moved to New Hampshire in 1990. It's when we kind of like the very first time we saw each other. So yeah, we're going on 32 years, almost 33 years now, which is pretty yeah, amazing. So. You know, yeah. our, our lives have, you know, moved and crossed, you know, come back together and we've always been there's always been a core group of, of our friends that, you know, I think one of the, the best things with having like that real tight knit, like five or 10 of us, right. Um, is that we've always got each other's back. And that's one of the coolest things about this. It's no matter where we are in life, you have somebody to fall back on if you need, you know what I mean? Yeah. Always, always family. And I know, I know a bunch of your, your listeners have already met Brian. Yeah. So, and I, I'm not sure. I think Corey has been on too. Corey has not been on the show. Yet. Oh, okay. We'll get him on at some point talking about sailing with Rome or something. <laughs> we won't get into <laughs> what he'll talk about. Old, old uh, sailor Corey, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no joke. Like I said, um, we were roommates in Arizona. You know, we grew up at the beach together in New Hampshire. We worked at the same places for a short period of time when I worked at yeah. lots of places. And then and, uh, but, we partied. We partied at the, one of the first times that uh, Greg ever brought Beth out. Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 it's true. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So it's been it's been quite the adventure over the years. So we've been through a lot of crazy shit, no particular order, crazy girlfriends, crazy school, wives, parties, just life in general. And that's where, you know, I want to kind of pick your brain and start getting to where you've, how your, your journey maybe even over like probably like the last 10 years has really kind of changed, I think, a lot. Right. And that's where, you know, a lot, of, I, I don't know if you want to call it maturing, if it is that or something like <laughs> you became a, got married, became a father, first time father. Yep. Jonathan, well, go ahead. You jump in. So, so what I would look at as in the past 10 years, if we want to break it down to that decade, 
of so I'm 48 years old or I'm going to be 48 years old. Greg and I actually have the same, same birthday. birthday. <laughs> so, but I'm still older. Yeah. But uh <laughs> so I'll be 48 this year and I'd say, you know, in my late 30s to now I've probably been at the lowest points of my life and at the best points of my life. So it's it, it kind of covers the whole whole spectrum. Um I, I guess what we can first jump into is, is you know, I'm I'm a drinker. Yeah. And you grew up you grew up in New Hampshire and you kind of at the beach. You're, you're round, really. Yeah, yeah. You're so, round for the most part. You know? <laughs> and, and and honestly, we're we we're, we're really we I, I always tell people, you know, I had to quit because I'm too good at it. You know, I want to go out while I'm on top. Um, but the truth is, is uh, it was definitely slowly uh, eating away my life. Yep. And, um, and, and not to get into too many, you know, stories. Um, we had moved to Pasadena for five years and I didn't have any friends around or three, three years. And my friends were bartenders in the bar. It's weird when they, there. when they know what you want to drink you, yeah. as you're walking in the door. You yeah. Know what I mean, so so it got to a point, you know, I had, a, I have an amazing wife and, um, we were going to have a kid and, uh, it just decided that, you know, that decision had to be made. Um, and lots of, lots of re lots of restarts, um, where I'd fall off really hard. She'd go yeah. out of town and I'd, and like, and I'm, I'm bored. Go hit the bar <laughs> for a minute. Would, I'm the type that would drink maybe two times three times a month but when i did it would be for two days or, or three days so lots of blacking out lots of stupid things being said and so that is a big factor um of why my life really changed and to change that i found running i had been doing it for about two years before that mm -hmm. um but never really you know finding value in it i was doing it for which we'll get into later why i started yeah um uh, but then it kind of took over, it took that space. Um, it became my therapy um, and really helped me through. I never went to AA. Well, I went once and I know it's helped a lot of people, but it's hard. Just not, wasn't for you kind of a situation? Yeah. I, you, you look around and you see people saying that they're, and I'm glad that they're quitting their drinking, but they're smoking a lot, drinking coffee like crazy and talking about their stories. And I don't think you can really get past your story or your, that period of time if you're still talking about the past yeah you know constantly talking about that anyway so that's the that's the dark that's spot your perspective yeah that's awesome yeah, some, yeah everybody has their own their own take on on you so know. since since then um you know i started pretty slow or i started pretty small i'd run some marathons or a marathon or <laughs> shut two. up Sorry, that's we ran our first then. one <laughs> yeah. i, I, like I started small, small. I'd, I'd run 26.2 miles. <laughs> they were they were very painful, and I really wasn't trained. And I was probably I'd go out, get wasted the next that night or whatever. And yeah. then, um, and then what really changes? I found uh, trail running, and I don't know. I know you know Arizona really well. Let's talk about that real quick to give some perspective to that. So, yes. Arizona is so, amazing for the trails they have. They're, it's absolutely. I I don't know a better place within like the city limits even of phoenix mm -hmm. you can have i mean you can run 50 miles just on the on the uh trail 100 through phoenix you know what i yeah, mean it well, goes up piaswa peak or over in that whole area i mean all of it right yeah well and then sections that the city has kind of surrounded they've kept these mm -hmm. regional parks so there's probably about seven of them that you can run around and then you just go north and, and stuff is, up the flag and sedona right. and everywhere else yeah Look, yeah pine mogion rim mm -hmm. um 
So I, a friend of mine who was just doing some of the road running with me invited me out to a group run out on a trail. And I had no idea what I was doing. I had tennis shoes on or I had running shoes, but road shoes and a camelback that sloshed all over the place. I didn't yep. know what to eat or anything. <laughs> but, you know, I had lived in Arizona for 18 years. And I was, as the more I went, I was starting to see places I didn't even know existed. Right. You know, you're watching a sunrise over, over you know, just mountains, um, overlooking the city, realizing that all these other people are sleeping. And you're already up early in the morning. Climbing. Four o'clock, whatever, five o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And so as I started getting healthier and being able to go further and, and, and really push myself, it, it, I could find more out there, you know, we'd go deeper and further and it just, so what started as my first race is 17 K um, is now up to, and all this stuff we'll get into, I'm sure, but um, I have a hundred no, mile Perfect race. time. I a, yeah. Perfect time. I have a hundred mile I have a hundred mile race in 10 weeks. So that's, and, that's one of the, when people say ultra running, it's not, yeah. it, it is, what, what, what's the definition of ultra run? Like an ultra so marathon. Is that a 50? The, the official definition of an ultra is anything over a marathon. Okay. And right. the typical, the typical minimum is 50 K, which is 31 miles. Got it. Okay. That some, makes sense. That's where the 50. Okay. That makes sense. Some old school ultra runners will tell you a, an ultra isn't anything uh, until it's 50 miles or more. Others will say hundred K and others will say it's not anything until it's a hundred miles or more. Jesus. So like just, so you, when you really put that into perspective, like that's four marathons you're running in yeah. one 24 hour period or whatever the time is. Yeah. The, the cutoffs depend on the, on the train, but in a marathon, you might climb 500 feet, 600 feet. Yeah. And they talk about heartbreak kill and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's 200 feet you climb. Yeah. Um, this race I'm doing, the 100 that's coming up, we're doing 23,000 feet of climb and 23,000 feet of, of descent. Um, Mount Everest is 29,000 feet, if anybody's wondering. For perspective, right? Yeah. For perspective. So if you, take Mount, if you take Mount Washington in New Hampshire off the top of Everest, then that's what you're climbing. <laughs> it's insane is what it is. And we'll get into kind of the psychology of that here in a little bit as well. Yeah. So I think that's um, a huge part. Yeah, it, huge I part. think really so. Again, the first marathon I ever ran was with you. That was the yeah. rock, the uh, San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon. <laughs> you go back, two thousand one. We go back to the point that you said, like you were training, but you weren't really training. It's like you were going for <laughs> runs, right? Yeah. Hardly. And, like I think the most I trained, I ran for that. I think I made it to like sixteen miles before I did the yeah. marathon. And you I was doing, you yeah. You went back home and ran 16 on the beach and I had just done, all I had done was 13. So the, I, remember, <laughs> I remember when we, you would start to get me out there and we go run three miles and I was dying because this is when we lived together. Yep. This is down, and you yeah, were, downtown Phoenix. You, you were the one in shape. I mean, you were in much better shape than I was. And you're like, come on, let's keep going. I'm let's like, go. <laughs> <laughs> now I think of running 26 miles and I'm like, I kind of, I switched out of the running, like I'll do the stationary yeah. stuff, you know, like in the gym and then I do jujitsu and stuff like that. But hell man, 26, get into that. it's fun. It really is fun. You definitely, it's, it's just an, it's an alternative and it's probably one of the hardest workouts I've ever done in my entire life. That's awesome. Um, no, you've been, you've been and, 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 you know, I know we're talking about me right now or about what I've been doing, but mm -hmm. to watch you get into this jujitsu and, and, and really where it's taken you uh, is awesome. It's, I love it's just different. That. Same yeah. with you. It's like, so going, I guess this is what I, 
later on, I'll be posting all of the, a lot of the pictures I'll be adding into this um, sure. that you sent over to me. But a lot of them, you know, it is a solitary, running is a very solitary thing, but it can be. Yeah. But the group of people you surround yourself with, it, that's mm -hmm. very important. That's like me going to jujitsu, right? And we've got a, a good team of people, right? And it's it yeah. fluctuates, people come and go. And I'm sure that's like it with the with um with your running teams or your programs. Can you talk a little bit about how you lean on some of those folks? Kind of like like I said at the beginning of so, this, is we've got our core group that we can always lean on. But when you're running, you need yeah. to have a core group of folks, right? So the, the ultra community, you have your you have your triathletes, you have your cyclists, you have your road runners, uh, and then you have your ultra community. Um, the ultra community is kind of looked at as you know the uh, the crazy fucks that uh, <laughs> you know a lot of them drink beer right after and they don't they don't they wear polo they wear like button down shirts you know they crazy stuff they don't wear all the you know the the Nike Nike yeah. gear. Um, or the tight, none of us wear spandex or anything like that. You know, it's, right. it's crazy. But, um, and so we're kind of, I wouldn't say that the hippies of, of the sport, but kind of the laid back, you know, uh, and, and as a community, it's one of the most amazing communities I've ever been a part of. Um, you're talking about how as our, our little family have each other's backs. Mm -hmm. um, we never want to see anybody not succeed. Right. You know, it's, it's, I, I'm part of a group called state 48 runners and it's just kind of this, um, it's just kind of formed on its own. And it's a bunch of friends that have just been, just gained more people and more people. And, and, uh, we post about everybody's successes and talk about people's failures and, and, um, go on adventures together. Um, for example, uh, climbing, going down Grand Canyon across the other side, going back down and coming back up rim to rim to rim the south to north to south or whatever it is yeah, yeah north yeah the south to north north to south yeah. and that's just for a day trip it's like hey you guys want to go do this but which is amazing um, and you get without, to see some pretty cool singer. yeah <laughs> and without those people i mean and, and if you're out on a trail for three hours with somebody and there's no one else around you really dig into um and there's a whole thing about that um uh, running therapy um, which we don't do on purpose, but once you get those endorphins going and once you get running, um, you start to really open up to people and, uh, talk about a lot of things. So we're all, we've all become really good friends. And I would say we're, we're pretty much a family too. Um, you wouldn't want to do this without that, without it, those it's people. It's such a commitment in, mm -hmm. like you had mentioned, um, when you're training for something like this for a hundred mile race, yeah. right? It's months and months of training yeah. because it, you can't just go run a hundred miles. Like people think, Oh, like, I don't think anybody thinks that they could just run a hundred miles. Like this is not realistic, but, the, but the reality <laughs> they, is they they can. maybe, yeah, maybe a couple of <laughs> people, but the reality is you have to put, you have to put in the work. There's no way around it. So what is just like a quick synopsis of like your training schedule? for that and and how your how the group helps like do you do you uh pro have a program that you're following kind of like so i have a like coach that? i have coach. a coach okay. here i'm going to back up a little bit on what, one thing you were just saying sure. um, i was thinking about it today you know middle-aged sports and or things that people get into uh you know <laughs> softball pick up softball or any of those kickball kickball they're all casual you don't have to train for it yeah, that's you true. Know, even, that's very true. Even even five Ks stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to offend anybody because people do train for five K, ten K, and 
that, but you don't have to necessarily. You could walk a five k. Most people, people can walk a five. Some people don't, and and I was thinking about you know ultras. Um, the the thing about it is, is you have to. There's no way that you can finish, and you could be an amateur. You know, you're not you're not trying to be a pro, but you're training very similarly to what you know the elite athletes are. You're not going to get the same results, but to be able to survive, you that's, have. To that's a good time. point. It's surviving something like that, right? It really is. Um, so training, training's interesting. I have a coach, um, Eve Rebinek, uh, Rising Mountains Coaching. Okay. I feel like a NASCAR driver. I'll drop a lot of. <laughs> I'll drop a lot of. Uh, <laughs> a lot of names. You ain't first or last, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been working with her for three years, and she's really. Well, she's put up with me for three years. That's awesome. And um, finally has gotten to a point where we're really in sync. Okay. Um, and Is I just, she a professional I a coach? Like a professional coach? She's trained. Yeah, she's a professional. She's, okay. she, she's certified. She has everything. She has 50 athletes and she has three other coach, four oh, other wow. coaches. Okay. I think they have, they have like 100 to 150 athletes under the oh, umbrella. Cool. Right on. But, that's awesome. But with her, you feel like you're the only it's one. You're the kind only of, one. So she's yeah, her. She's, she's amazing. She's also a really good friend. So, um, since I just ran a hundred K, um, a month ago, um, 62 miles, I already had some of that training going. Okay. So you're, it's almost like it was in your, it was even building up, right? A little yeah. Bit. So what we, what we always focus on is a base, you know, where's your okay. base and then you build off of that. Um, and so I took two weeks after the off of that run and I'll slowly, uh, gain back up my miles every week All right. but it'll be a, it'll be at a steeper curve because i have a stronger base because of my training before yeah. that what's amazing is people go so you're going to run 100 miles what's the most you'll run um i'm going to run a 50k um next weekend after that is there really any training beyond running like a 50k to is yeah. there any benefit in training in like to run a 70 or to run 80 no. you know what i mean they really like you hit a certain point and you plateau and then you just got to push. Through. You're just killing. You're actually just killing yourself that way. You're, you're, you're okay. damaging your body that way. What right. they do is you'll have like a, it's a double. A lot of people will do a double where on a, on a Saturday, you might run 25, 30 miles. Okay. And on a Sunday, you have to go run another 15 or 20. Okay. But you're giving yourself a little recovery, but you're still putting your body through that. Um, and the most I've ever run in a week is probably 70 miles um, over five days. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, so you're breaking so out 20, 20, 20, 20 or something like no, that. No, no, not even. You're doing like a, a, we do hill workouts. We'll do speed workouts. We'll do um, oh, different recovery types of workouts. And they're all different mileage. Um, and then you have one major run. And then you have a secondary run the next, at the very end of the week. And you have rest okay. days. <laughs> rest days. So. You're really putting your body through a lot of hell, but um, it's it's amazing, you know. But you you learn about the nutrition you need to do it, the hydration. That's very yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's a hundred. You're running in hundred ten plus in year round. It's not like you stop running during the summer. You just run <laughs> earlier in the morning, but it's still hundred degrees at night. Four four o'clock in the morning. In the morning. Well, uh, actually, I'm going to be going out today um, after we finish talking. It'll be about 98, 99 degrees out, and I'll I'll go for about five or six miles, but. You you never want to go further than that um, in this heat. Yeah, not in this nice. heat, Yeah, I don't care how how good you are. It's the heat not... stroke out there. Yep, end up getting stuck <laughs> in the desert. The heat yeah, stroke. Exactly. That ha that that's 
they're bonking in the middle of summer in the middle of nowhere, five, four, yeah. four or five miles from nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's but, not a good thing to do. So the, coyote, the coyotes. So I don't know, man. I think you really need to come out here and come out and do like a five or a ten k on the trails. I can't. I mean, <laughs> I used to. We we so out here there aren't as many trails out here. Yeah, like where yeah. I'm at, which kind of sucks. There there are some, but they're kind of like just local parks more so. So everything, everything in Texas is owned. We don't have like state like parks like you have up in yeah, that's true. Phoenix. It's just that's different. True. You know, everybody owns every bit of property here in Texas. So I've got some friends, I've got some friends um, in different parts of Texas that are, they, they make jokes about the hill they have. <laughs> exactly. Like, we live like in the, hill country, but it's, yeah, it's just rolling. Yeah. It's kind of like, which that. is, which is actually amazing for training. But um, another sure. funny thing about the 100 mile or, or 50 mile, the, there's three questions you always get. Okay. Do, you, do you do it all in one day? Do you sleep? Um, and then do you do it all by yourself? Yeah. Uh, the answer is yes, no, and no. The, uh, the third one, the biggest thing is, is, well, you can sleep if you want. I can teach some people to, take like 15 minute cat nap kind of things, right? I can teach you how to dirt nap for five seconds, five minutes if you want. Sit down, close your eyes, wake up five minutes later and keep going. Right. But uh, we have pace. That's like a mental kind of thing to, to give yourself a quick and then break. I, def- I want to get into, after we're just talking about all this, I definitely want to get into the mental side of things. That's and, on the next point. That we're yeah. Gonna get and, and really what, so we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say what's what's really cool in these long races is you're allowed to have a pacer after a certain distance. Okay. It's usually about halfway through because they realize your mind is not completely 100%. Um, yeah, you so, you can start getting delirious and shit after a while, right? Oh, people people hallucinate. Yeah. Um, and it's just and that's that's they could be completely hydrated and nu- the nutrition could be spot it's just on. This, it's your brain just not <laughs> yeah, can't handle going people, 100 it, miles. People see relatives or strange things or houses, and there, there's nothing there. <laughs> um, I even ran a, a 250 mile. I was pacing a friend, and uh, he was at the. It was between miles 200 and 231, and he knew he wasn't seeing these things for real. But he kept stopping me and go, "Check that out. There's a lion right over there." Because <laughs> I know it's not there, but I can see it. And That's then I realized, insane. I knew it was really bad when an actual owner with a dog was walking through the, the, the trails mm-hmm. and he goes, um, please tell me there's a dog there. <laughs> yeah, there's, check. Uh, you were, you're good. <laughs> okay. Let's keep going. It's crazy. <laughs> but, but the pacer, it's really cool because they just become kind of like, a, um, they can pull you or push you through, keep you going harder. Um, they can, they, they're not allowed to carry stuff for you. You have to, it's because it's all self. Yeah. You have to do it by yourself. It's like you can't help them across the finish line or something. Yeah, yeah it's called called muling. You're not allowed to mule or okay. carry or anything like that. All right. Um, but the support that, and that's really another part where you become close because it's the two of you getting one of you. People volunteer to do this. It's not their race. You know, if that's they, the support group, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. And you have a crew. You have like one to four people, however many you want, that will be at all the aid stations throughout the race you know it's you run it alone but you're never alone that's awesome that's amazing so, and, and then at the finish line it's it's there's not ten thousand people there that's like 20 and it's amazing <laughs> so, and that's the only 20 people that need to be there yeah so yeah, it's, exactly. yeah it's not it's not like a big rock and roll marathon we have thousands of people cheering oh. you on it's all it's like a 
it's a feat that you're trying to accomplish purely for yourself. That's a lot of times why people run even like 5Ks or 10Ks. It's a challenge, a goal that you can set for yourself. It's just the goals you guys set are just that much higher. It's just a higher goal. It's a longer, bigger goal. It's what happens when an, it's what happens when an addict, you know, uh, has to do, find something. You know, someone can be happy with a five k. We're just let me, like, no, let's see how far we can go. Let me ask you that specifically because I have that question on here. Is um, so you have alcohol and you have your recovery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you do you think you replace this as a is this a vice in replace in in place of another vice? It could be. Does that make sense? Yeah, it could be, um, but I have a much better handle on this. Um, because I haven't lost, you know, um, in run in, in the ultra community, there is a lot, I would say a third of the people who are in any race you would ever see is uh, probably doesn't drink or do drugs or they're in recovery. Okay. Um, this has become that outlet for them. Uh, it can get pretty deep when it's all you think about. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, I, I've luckily, you know, you, can bal- you have a good balance with it because I mean, it takes hours of your time, like hours and hours of your time. Right. It does. It and that's does. a, that's the cost for training so hard. Right. So, yeah. And, but, but, you know, it doesn't get in the way of anything else. Okay. If it was getting in the way of stuff, then, you know, I'd be like, oh crap. And I've also not done certain things that I've wanted to do because I know it would take too much time and yeah. preparation and everything my family to. my family will always come first yeah. um but michelle also knows the alternative is a lot uglier that's very true i mean and that, by no means i've been trying to compare alcoholism with running no, you can. what i'm saying is it's it's the the act of doing well, something to excess is this well, think, an excessive and i'm not saying it is or it is it's just yeah some people well, would probably say maybe it is but if you know then you yeah and you yeah there's like nothing harmful that's going to come Take your jujitsu for for example. I'm sure there's people there that are probably gung ho seven days a week type of thing. Sure, um, absolutely. And you're, and you're and you're very dedicated to it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't in my case. So, but it's not taking the place of anything, right? But you probably don't do as much of another thing because you're doing jujitsu. No, you're 100 right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, so, it's, that's why I was kind of curious because there's one thing to go yeah. for a run every day. <laughs> and there's yeah. another thing to go for a 30 mile run every couple of days. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and that's the good thing about it is you're only doing it maybe once a week. There you go. And that's true. Like, and then you're cool training is, other types of things, other styles yeah, of running, I guess. Shorter, shorter yeah. things. And, and I've created a schedule so my wife and I can work through it. You know, it's, she knows awesome. what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, it's a give and take. But that is actually an amazing question because... I have seen people, um, unfortunately, a, a friend of ours, it's happened to him already. You know, he, he got in shape. Um, I'm not definitely not mentioning any names. That's fine. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, didn't drink anymore and um, a lot of things and, and just started running and running and running and got obsessed with it. And I think he's lost a lot of things because of it. Okay. Um, but doesn't see it. And there's yeah. not much you can do. Yeah, you can yeah. try and help. I mean, but you can coach them, so to speak similarly but if they don't want to listen they aren't going to listen people just don't you know? a big part of recovery too is, is noticing what your vices are so you just have to be if you're truly you know 
going through recovery, understanding, you know, the demons that you have, you have to realize that they come in all forms. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, <laughs> damn, we had a lot of naughty light, didn't we? Well, we I know. Up. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it still happens to me once in a while. I'm 45. Like you are, right? I still drink beers. I've got a wall of whiskey behind us, right? We still oh, do yeah. these things. We have our vices and stuff like that, of course, oh, yeah. right? Everybody's I got so. something. Yeah, you just drink Coke or whatever, oh, right? <laughs> so let's start to get jumping or jumping into the kind of the, the, the psychological yeah. right piece of this first question i want to kind of tee up for you is what was the worst race you've ever had the worst oh. where you were just like fuck i'm dying i'm gonna fall on my face and it's maybe it's just not physically but it's mentally like you're breaking if so that's happening i don't know there's two times uh, uh most people don't realize is that you know, with the amount of races that we run or the distance that we run, everybody in this community has had a DNF, which is a did not finish. Okay. Um, you just pull yourself up. Some days just don't work. Um, but my first, my first ultra, which was going to be a 50 K, I thought I knew, I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew what I was doing. Um, 17 miles in, um, my nutrition was off. I didn't have any electrolytes. Um, Everything had you burned? Had you burned it all? Like burned all your electric? Yeah. Or you just didn't have it with you? Like you I didn't, didn't have any with me. I thought I had what I needed, but I didn't. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And okay. this is before I had a coach. Um, and actually, she was at the finish line when I went up there after I DNF'd, and I said, "Hey, I need help. Um, <laughs> can you be my I sponsor? Up. I mean, yeah. can you be my sponsor, my coach?" Um, my coach. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I found myself in the middle. One thing I can't handle is headaches. Okay. to a point where you're where you're gonna vomit yeah and i was walking kind of deliriously through the woods and it took me about an hour hour and a half to go three miles okay um, and then i just quit i probably could have been nursed back to health really easily but um kind of the pattern my whole life up to this is when stuff got hard i would just quit you yeah. know it, Whatever, because I could, you know, I had other stuff to fall. It was easier to do. Yeah, it's easier sometimes to do that, right? Yeah, I never pushed myself. Theor so, theoretically, it is, but there's, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that is the dark, one of the worst part, one of the worst ones that happened because of how I felt, but it was also kind of a blessing because I realized how much of a bitch I'd been for so long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then another thing that happened was we did a little 100-mile adventure from Sedona to Flagstaff. Okay. And it was a preview for um and that's COVID. all uphill i mean if you're um, going from sedona up to flag it's all uphill yeah there's, there's no there's, way around there's a ton of uphill um and uh about 57 miles in i just started it was in the middle of the night i was in the middle of the woods all by myself all the other guys had moved up a little bit okay um and we kind of lose you kind of will lose in the eight person group sometime in an adventure you all want to stay together but sometimes you give people their space yeah, it's a, you're on the trail for a long time, so. And so then I, we, we had a, get this, this is how the community also works. We had four people for 36 hours. All they did was drive cars to different places where they would meet up with us, designated spots as mobile aid stations, just to help us. Just to, you know, support. If you need refills, you need whatever. Yeah, food. Yeah. They cooked, uh, they cooked quesadillas for us. Nice. Made ramen. Oh my God, yeah. It's like. That's a fat kid's dream running, actually. But, <laughs> it really uh, is, right? You just burn all the calories. <laughs> you can eat anything you want, and you right. do. During a race, you do. Um, but uh, around 50, I just started getting really dark, 
And that's when that was a, a really bad mental one. You know, okay. physically, the, the whiskey basin one, the one that was 17 miles, there's no mental thing there at 17 miles. That was just physically, you were you weren't yeah. ready for it, basically. And I pitched out. Okay. Um, this one was dark and not it literally it was dark, but mentally it was so draining, so fatiguing that I just said no. And I just stopped, even though all my friends were going to keep going. Yeah. You know, I had that support and I just said, screw this, you know? Um, and that's probably the last time I've been there. Okay. Not about two and a half years ago. So, so you, you even had the crew around you. What, what do you think, what got you to that point where you ended up going down that kind of rabbit hole? You feel like shit. Is it and like you're physically drained and that then starts yeah. working on you emotionally? I mean, it's yeah, just start, you start breaking yourself down, start letting the negative in. Is that kind of what happens? Yeah. Well, your, your mind doesn't want you hurting your body hurting. Right. So you're going, you know, you're, you're, and it will try to stop you at like 50%. I'm not, I mean, I don't know what the number is, but let's just say, you know, you're in pain and, and, and whatever, but you still could keep going you know, twice what you're doing. Right. Um, your brain's going to try to protect your body. Okay. And if it does little things like little, little things and you keep going, um, then it's going to start eating away at your head. Yeah. You know, it's going to get deep in there and, and, and give you negative thoughts. Like you're saying, you know, um, and, and just being like, why the hell are you even here? Uh, right. you know, you're not, you, you shouldn't be doing this and, and, and look at you, you know, it's just, it gets pretty dark. There's, there's some amazing stories out there um, in books about the places people go and it's called the pain cave. The pain is that a, that's the book? No, no, no. That's the oh, name oh, that's what, what the, that's the name of this kind of the, the syndrome, that, if you will, or whatever it yeah. is, right? Yeah. So, because it's pain called the pain cave. cave because it always comes with a lot of you know your body's hurting and then okay. everything else just falls out because you're just destroyed. Yeah. But um, and that's what's the amazing thing about when you get into aid stations and nursing you back to health kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with you know let's get the right food in you, let's get the right rest, let's stretch a little bit here. Um, and then maybe in 10 miles, you're fine. You can run again. It's, it's a really strange phenomenon. It's just kind of up and downs during the whole run, right? Yeah. It's pretty so, incredible. So that was, that was my darkness. And you'll always, if you watch any documentaries or anything, people always talk about the pain cave. And uh, okay. some, pe some people embrace it. Some people love it because they know they can get through it. You know, there's a, there's a mentality to it is, is, yeah, there's nothing that can, I, you know, Dave got David Goggins. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, there's, Him and there's Cam, a, what is it? Cameron Haynes, also Cam Haynes. Yeah. Who's like the bow hunter who does like along with David Hog, uh, Goggins that do those in, just like you, they do the hundred plus yeah. runs and. Yeah. And you, you, you embrace that. You say, Hey, I can get through this shit. You know, it's, it's when you're there the first time it's scary. And you, you, you don't want to hurt. Yourself. You have to have trust in yourself, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. you have to trust yourself that you're, that you're not doing something that's going to kill you. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. It's potentially. potentially. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or hurt or keep hurting. The hurt. Um, yeah. It's the, that's so like, I can get over like physical pain. Yeah. Right. And I'm pretty good at like the mental, you know, but yeah. when you, when you get to a point and you're pushing yourself as hard it for and it like you can like most people can push themselves pretty hard for a short amount of time right yeah i mean that's just kind of the deal like when we roll in jujitsu we'll go 10 minute rounds or seven and a half minute rounds and you're going hard as shit right but you know that bell's gonna ring 
at a certain yeah. point, right? You know the match is going to be over at a certain point. Even if even if you're looking at the the whole class, it's an hour and a half of suck fest, right? Yeah. But it's only an hour and a half, right? And so when we get when you start thinking of the mentality of the mental aspects of preparing, are there any certain kind of tricks or tips that you do or training method uh, philosophies that you've learned? So to I've help you doing, in that long term that even people could use for short term runs or like well, you know shorter runs I should say. I think what I do is not even just necessarily for running. You can use it for a lot of different exercising. You could use it for any kind of endurance. Okay. Uh, anything where you find yourself alone or when you're doing something with another person where you could actually talk. Okay. Um, I right now am practicing a lot of solo runs. Um, most of my training right now is solo. Uh, anywhere from five miles to 30 miles i'll do it All by right. myself but i wouldn't have done that until so what i'm getting into is, is um mindful mindfulness obviously you've heard of mindfulness yeah we actually did a whole episode on that yeah. a few weeks back on mindfulness. yeah so it's you know existing in just the present right um and so there's a whole um section of that for uh, well, we'll just call it mindful running okay um, there's a book by um, Mackenzie Haven, I believe her name is, okay. uh, and it's just called Mindful Running. Um, and it kind of goes through the idea of how to get through um, those pain cave moments just by existing in the present, by assessing what's happening to you at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, and is it real or, um, or is it just your body? You know, trying to get you to stop your body's reaction to what you're putting it through right yeah and and a lot of that has to do with you just start running you just start listening to your feet start listening to the sound to the rhythm start okay. listening to your breath um it's it's running meditation you know and 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 that's really what it is so you start to disassociate from all the bad things that are happening to you okay. and just just kind of existing um, and then you can pull from there, you can start to realistically look at what's ahead of you um, rather than, oh, fuck, kitchen's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to die. It's like, no, you're not going to die. You're going to be fine. So it's, <laughs> it, takes, it takes time. Um, I've actually found <laughs> the crazy way to, that I got into being able to find that was actually listening to books of runners. Um, okay running stories uh, like listening on like an audio audible kind of thing audible yeah i don't like to listen a lot out in the desert because you have to listen for snakes and runners and bikes and right coyotes. Yeah. but if i run on the canal um i'll just put that in because it's so monotonous it's all flat it's just, yeah it's yeah. you're just getting time in is basically yeah. right yeah and so um i put in a runner's uh, like a dean carnassus or a scott jerk uh, okay. those are they have some great books to listen to. Very motivational. Um, I could send you a whole list if you ever want to. Yeah, send them, them over and I'll, I'll attach them to the bottom in the links for the, uh, yeah. For the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just hearing their stories, you know, it, it kind of lifts you up. And um, and then listening to actually Mindful Running was, was interesting because I practiced what she was saying mm -hmm. in real time. Um, and then as far as the therapy side of things go, we can get deeper. Yeah, you can exist right now and you can get through the hard times. Um, I found a book called Dynamic Running Therapy by okay. William, William Pullen. Uh, he's a gentleman out of England. And uh, his therapy is he takes you for a run. Um, it's not every time because sometimes you just don't want to run. But 
his right. ideal therapy. And he does have a TED talk, um, which is really interesting. Okay. And you pretty much use mindfulness before you go for a run. You do a little quick meditation type of thing to get grounded uh, in the present. And then you just go out and you just start talking. And he said the, 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 the amount of therapy you can accomplish in a short run compared to getting someone to open up. And this goes back to what I was talking about earlier mm -hmm. um, is phenomenal. You know, so he also talks about how to do it to yourself. And so you dig really deep into your past while okay. you're running and you forget, you're, you forget you're even running. It's, so that, it's yeah. You're distracting your, you're distracting yourself basically. Right. It is the craziest thing when you start to really go into things that you're trying to heck just happened. The mouse just on the water. What? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> well, and I needed a mouse. <laughs> oh, well, sorry, Michelle. <laughs> um, <laughs> we needed that yeah uh, but you you start and you start working on yourself okay. and that's why i've been doing a lot of the solo running is it's not that i've had issues but you know now that i've worked out a lot of the things of my past and, and what i want to do with my future i can now start to work on what's happening to me while i'm running internally yeah how i'm feeling internally like how to overcome so that's dealing a with a lot of a lot of those demons i had mm -hmm. really helped because now I can start to focus on the things that in the present. That's a very interesting part of, of just any sort of training. And it, it's not just running. It could be biking. It could be even just working out is, is that mindfulness is being there and connecting right to you kind of yourself, leaving all the other distractions outside. Right. Yeah. It's, so I'll think about like work all the time or i'll think about the yeah. podcast or i'll think i'll be distracted with all of these other things but when i go to jujitsu i leave everything else out right because number one you're either going to get choked out or you're going to get your arms <laughs> yeah, smashed exactly. or something's going to happen but it's, it's <laughs> such a yeah it's such a it's such a mental break so when we talk to like when i talk to anybody it's like if you're not feeling good go for like mentally go for a walk go to the mm -hmm. gym do something because you see when people start retracting you know, from conversations or from people, you start going into dark places. It's mm -hmm. getting them back out and getting them, getting people to start thinking about, okay, there is a huge upside for just going for a walk, right? yeah. just getting out and doing something physical because yeah, maybe, maybe they have to start thinking about, okay, what's going on in my life, but it'll, maybe it yeah. also gives them a break from overthinking about what's going on. Well, and that's, that's that's kind of that fine line right. you know you can use it as a way to get away mm -hmm. but you can also use it as a time to work on yourself right you know it's it's there is that fine balance there and and you saying just movement in itself there's a whole physiological thing that happens right you know hormonally um different things Dorphins, all yeah all of the yeah. dopamine everything that goes in goes through your body yeah i mean we are just we are just wires mm -hmm. basically you know, wires and wires and chemicals, right? <laughs> wires That's and basically protein. Yeah. We're pretty much yeah, we're protein. Um, so you know, it happens for everybody a little bit differently, but it all does happen. So, um, but I would check out. I would definitely check out that um, if you're interested. If anybody's interested, definitely check out that mindful running. Okay. And, and, and um, like I said, I put, I I took some notes and by Mackenzie Haven. You said Haven something like that. I'll find it. I'll find It'll it. And put it in the notes. Screen. All right. No cool. Big, so, <laughs> Good deal. So I want to, we, 
this is kind of transition from like the mental, we could go through this for a long time. Right. Oh, but geez, one of the yeah. key reasons that a long time ago is um, that we started running was to do the, um, the marathon yes. for the leukemia, leukemia and lymphoma society. Right. Yep. Um, of America. I think it was right. Team um, and training. Team in training. Thank you. I could, it was, I was blanking on the name of it. Team in training. This was the, like I said, the 2001, you know, rock and roll marathon or whatever, but you've since, so you are a trained licensed architect from Cam, from Carnegie yes. Mellon university, right? Yeah. So you've been doing that for 20 plus years now, like off and on design, but yes. in that field. Right. Um, and recently you are changing up, you're going on a completely different path. So so Give us a little background that, on why and kind of what made you this, decide. This ties a lot together. I was going to say, first of all, you know, hey, mid forties, why not have a kid and okay. uh, and change a career? <laughs> why not? Right? Yeah. Why the hell not? <laughs> midlife crisis, man. I don't know. It's a weird midlife crisis. Or it's clarity. Or it's Thank clarity. God. Yeah, it's kind of strange. And hey, I found out. I'll tell you where I found it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I'm getting into. Uh, Radiation therapy, which is part of an oncology, part of the oncology team um, during the radiation uh, delivering process. Uh, you act kind of as the face of the oncology team. You work with the patients, you work with the family, um, you help develop the treatment. Okay. Um, and the reason why we chose, I chose that, uh, actually Michelle found it because she oh, knew I've just, been, I've just been very disappointed with architecture. I always thought it was where I worked. And I realized it was the, the industry the type itself. of work. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's never, I never felt fulfilled. I never had a passion for it and I never felt like I was doing anything for it. Okay. You know, I did design hospitals and medical offices and different things like that, but you know, it was, it was numbers. You know, it's a it product that you're delivering and then you leave it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're never really, yeah. You made a, a room for other people to help. Them. That's, I mean, it's needed and that's what Michelle does. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I think it's amazing, but I found no passion in it. And then I started running. Um, I found team and training again in 2016. Oh, cool. Um, right on. Because my cousin Annie um, was di at 24 years old, was diagnosed with uh, acute myeloid leukemia. Okay. Uh, call it AML. If you ever hear anybody say AML. Um, it's a blood, it's a blood cancer. Um, okay. It's a leukemia. And so I, you know, I was out of shape doing nothing, sitting around at the bar in Pasadena and I thought to myself, Hey, I get it. I want to show that I, uh, my support. So I got back in <clears throat> to running and found a really good friend, Kylie Akers, who um, was my coach for team and training. Okay. And he kind of pulled me along for that first marathon. And I raised money. I never really liked running the whole time I was doing it. I, it was road. You had a purpose, raise some money, and then finish this. Yeah, I just said, keep going. You know, you're going to have just raise the money, do what you're, but do this for a good cause and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't even, I ran the Las Vegas Marathon and I didn't even, I, I finished, but they cut off, they cut off uh, two miles of it because I was so far behind oh, that I only finished 24 miles of it. Yeah. Um, and much like before our marathon, I probably drank the night before. Hey, I found <laughs> Arrogant Bastard the night before we ran. Shit. <laughs> do you remember at that Whoops. seafood restaurant? Yeah, I do. Like, <laughs> We're like, look. hey, it's carb loading. Why don't we do this? Let's drink a giant, um, yeah. <laughs> I think it was one of the tall boy ones. Yeah. Uh. Um, 
and so and uh, like then shit. I moved back, and then I moved back here, uh, and kept staying involved in team and training, um, doing it more for the cause. Okay. Than, that wasn't enjoying running really. I even started coaching. Very uh, cool. Other, yeah, other people for for a season. Um, but it gets you into it. You know what I mean? It got me into it. Get you, it gets you back into that community a little bit. Yeah. And so along that way, um, so four years, we'll fast forward four years later from when I got that flyer about team and training, you know, I took two years. I had quit drinking two years later. Um, I'm on the trails now and Annie passes away at 29, 29 years old. Um, at the Dana Farber center in, uh, Institute, sorry, in Boston. Okay. And that, became my cause um there's a doctor up there dr soifer who is uh he has a a fund uh in the name of annie uh, created by her family um that all the funds go in uh, in, it's in her name what's the fund do you know the name of the fund like can people donate to it you would donate it to it through me if you okay 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 that's cool it's everything that i raise from here on out um and we'll get into it bigger i feel like we haven't talked about anything it's so funny like there's so much there i know and that's the challenge with some of these right it's like we could talk for five hours but we've got it you can cut it up up. (laughs) yeah it's all right yeah yeah. um so uh so So, i started i'm sorry so i've started a new campaign and it, it kicked off i had done one i had done a campaign before and basically it's it's a run my own race through dana farber i decide what it looks like i pay for my races um i get people to donate and the money goes directly to that research i think it's like 90 to 95 percent of money that's donated actually gets used for research because there's a little bit of, there's always a little bit of admin kind of stuff that has. there's always going to be overhead and and and, and i think everybody understands that's that. really really high like 95 90 95 percent actually going to the cause that's yeah. that's really amazing. Yeah, don't ever look up the the. Oh, I won't say it. Anyway, I was gonna, I was gonna say another another uh, place, and the numbers can be pretty low. They can be like 50, 50. Yeah, you know, it gets pretty. It can be a lot less. Than that too. Yeah, it can. Yeah, um, and I've had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Soifer. Anyway, so that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Zane Gray, which is the hundred k I ran about a month ago, kicked right. off my latest, and I've kept it kind of slow. But um, it's going to build. I'm doing the uh, 100K, then the 100 miler. And then I'll do that rim to rim to rim journey across the Grand Canyon. Okay. Um, in the fall. And then I have another uh, 100K adventure to go on down in Tucson with Mount Lemon. It'll be a double. Nice. A double, a double summit. So you can't go up. Oh, uh, okay. That's cool. How long is that? Yeah, that will be 64 miles. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and then. <laughs> Like, that's, uh, that's nothing in, in May, i know but that's insane May, so dude know, i'm about to tell you what the, the last one is in may 2023 i'll be running the cocodona 250 which starts in black canyon city okay and goes all the way you know the pie shop yeah it starts at the pie shop on the 17 it goes, goes to what flag goes all the way to flag jesus you so, carry, <laughs> need to get it's like one big ziplock and just carry a high with you the whole time Jesus, <laughs> Trust that's me. insane so it's, you, it's uh, the cutoff's 124 hours so you have five days <laughs> to finish it um the guy what do you think guy, what do you think the record's gonna be or is there a record currently for that there's gotta well, be a record right? they've done it for two years this year was um 
unfortunately, because of all the fires we had, was rerouted. Okay. Uh, the first year, the record was 72 miles. And that's the real course. Okay. And this year, it was 60 hours. Two and a half that's... days, 250 miles. Um, <laughs> that's insane, dude. Yeah. Look up the 100-mile record. It's, it's less than 12. That's it's crazy. It's just like how fast people are running those. Th- yeah. So, so let's get back into the cancer part. Yeah. So you're, yeah, so, you're, ra- you're raising some more money. I mean, I just get awestruck with, with shit like, Oh that. no, so it's fun. It's I, I enjoy it. I, I, I still don't believe in myself. I feel stupid even saying it, you know, like, I'm like, going to go run a hundred miles this you, week. What? Like, you know, me, you remember like, me from when we grew up together. There's no mm-hmm. freaking way. <laughs> like I would, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't even like driving a hundred miles. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Dude? That's why like, I run it. I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> That's actually one of the biggest things you hear. I don't even like to drive that far. <laughs> right. So I'm going to run it in soon. So that will be the kick of the, uh, the final race and what we're okay. going to do. So I'm going to be doing a Kickstarter in the fall. Okay. Um, and Kickstarter you can't do as a donation. You have to have a product. So okay. we're going to create a documentary about the training and, right. the, two, and the 250. And so people will be able to, all the money will go. I think, I don't know how much we may have a little overhead on that too. Just the editing and releasing and yeah. Some of the prizes for some of the things that you give to people. Oh, okay. Right on. Because there'll be be clothing, there'll be medals, there'll be these things for different tiers in Kickstarter. Very cool. um, To give to people so that they actually have something in return for for that giving. Um, And that's, it'll be a 30 day thing. And I'm hoping we're going to be able to include some trips in there, some free races. Um, so there'll be, there'll be a lot of fun going on through that. Right on. Um, and then, yeah. and then I'm also going to do a local race, but you can also, might as well get this out now. You can also uh, donate to my, uh, we'll probably put this down in the, in the. Yeah. It'll be in the notes. Yeah, absolutely. What is it? Down below. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, we can always uh, yeah, add it. We can always, like, we can cut this up. Yeah. We can repiece it together. We can do different things. I, as far I as can't that goes. believe I, I can't believe I didn't have it, but uh, <laughs> I should have had it, but it's a Dana Farber run with us. Thing. I can, I could probably find it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but, and, and you can donate there too. Um, there's just going to be a whole bunch of different ways. And I'm hoping to get some companies on board. Sure. Uh, yeah. Do some, do some fun things. We're going to do a local race, which is called a, uh, a backyard ultra, which is also known as a last man stand. I'm oh, sorry. Last person standing. Um, Cause we have some badass women that kick our ass. Oh yeah. Last person. Like some of the women I've, I've heard <laughs> anecdotally, like some of the women are like absolutely better than, Further, many, many, many. They can run. They can push themselves farther in yeah. many cases. Further, the longer the race is, the more chance there is that a it's going to be a woman. Gonna... Okay, that's a, it. Was some statistic like that that I had heard, and I was like, it makes sense. I mean, it yeah, just psychologically, oftentimes women are stronger than guys when it comes to woman, shit like that. There's a woman called named Courtney DeWalter, and uh, she finished a 200 mile race. Uh, was it eight or 12 hours before the second place? See? So she was able to go and probably have breakfast, take a nap, go to oh, sleep, wake sleep. Up, come yeah. back, fly before home. The, yeah, before, before the number second two person came in. in. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So uh, the last person standing thing is, is you have either a mile loop or a four-mile loop. Okay. And the mile loop is every 15 minutes, so the four-mile loop is every hour. And you have to run it, and then on the hour – you have to go again or on the 15 minute or on the hour, you have to do the loop again. Okay. So if you can't start that loop at that time, you're done. Basically. You're done. Okay. So you can finish in 40 minutes, have 20 minutes to rest and then start again. Or you can finish in 
59-59 and just keep running, you know? So Because the longer uh, you go, the longer your laps are, and you're going to get to that point. The record on that is 313 miles. We won't be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I forget forget how many days that was, but I think it was – I think it was uh, three days, over three days. They were just it's just running. the psychology of it and everything. So, so you're going to be doing a lot of things. So the man with the golden hat, that's your website, right? You got your other hat. There you go. The man with the golden hat, you got your hat right there. Um, uh, so is that where people can go to still find you for a lot of these things? You look just like your dad in Instagram. that hat, by the way. I know. It's scaring me. I'm looking more and more like him. <laughs> you um, are. My Instagram, I actually in my – hey, check out the – Check out the link in my bio. There you go. I do that shit <laughs> all the time. It's all good. It kind okay. of, it, it'll have yeah, smash that like button. It'll go. have my uh, it'll have my uh, kind of my follow. You can follow my adventure. Okay, um, out on the man primarily. with the golden hat. Instagram. Yeah, okay, cool. Man, man with the golden hat, and uh, okay. and and I'll have the um donation. Uh, okay, so that's where people link. can go to find your links for that too. Plus, I'll yeah. once you get it all set up, I'll be posting stuff for you as well. We'll put everything that. in the bottom of this um, as well. I'll link you in the bottom of this. So you and and as far as along. as far as Instagram goes, if anybody has any questions, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the running and for cancer. It's even just any of it. Um, yeah. I I have I love that kind of thing. So just talking please. talking about it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's I mean. We all know fuck cancer, all the other stuff too, but it really is pretty amazing that you're getting into, you decided this is the time, you know what I mean? To switch your career and go that route. Yeah. Um, So as far as really walking the walk, when you really think about it, I mean, that's like, so you're going through school, you're two years into through, and then you just got accepted. What's the program again? So I got accepted two years of, I had to do two years of prerequisites. Okay. Um, and, and and physics one and two and pre-calculus and the middle, all the shit you 40s, did in your mid forties thirty really years ago. You don't you don't remember doing it the first freaking time. I didn't <laughs> exactly. remember any of that shit. It's <laughs> like right. wow. And I was like, wow, this is a lot easier than I remembered, which was strange because I was like, oh, I can do this stuff. But I think it's because of experience. You've worked, yeah, work. the work you've done, yeah. Work was harder <laughs> than that. It's like, oh, right. you already gave me the answers. I, I'm fine. I can do this. Um, and then I just got accepted into MD Anderson which um, it's out of Houston, based okay. out of Houston at the University of Texas. Um, it's the number one, uh, as far as the business goes, it's the number one cancer hospital in the world. Okay, that's um, awesome. And their base, their, their, their main center is out of Houston. That's the one that gets ranked all the time. Okay. Um, the top three, I think, are um, Dana-Farber, uh, MD Anderson, and I know Mayo gets in there and Sloan Kettering. Yeah, you hear, yeah I hear those quite often. Yeah, I think Sloan and Kettering is also in Texas. So, okay. Like they say, everybody is bigger. Everything's bigger in Texas. Sorry. Did <laughs> it kind of anyway. is. No, who gives a shit? Um, um, no, that's awesome. Congratulations on getting into that, by so, the way. You know, so, it's, yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing. I got into that, and it's two years straight, and I'll be doing about 1,800 hours of clinicals during that, too. So I'll be – first semester, I'm already starting to work with patients. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. And uh, – you know, like you said, is putting it, having it tie back to your cousin who kind of is really the impetus for all of this, like for the last multiple years of your life, changing kind of your life, really kind of redirecting everything, which is pretty amazing. You know, that impact. That that single step, it's, it's amazing to look back at how one single step, you know, let's go to analogy about running. 
to finish 100 miles, you have to take that first step. Right. So that single step of wanting to do something for Annie has opened up so many different things in my life. Um, and, and quite honestly, I, I remember Annie as a kid. Um, I had not seen her and I'd seen her once um, in many, many years, but I love her family, you know, and she's such, she was such a bright kid with such a good uh, future and everything. Right. Um, but I, I tell people she saved my life. You know, it's, it's even, yeah, it's, it's an amazing kind of thing. How that, how that happened, she, you know, she, got me, yeah, she, she changed how I do everything. You know, I run now. I, I, I don't drink. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm redoing school and purpose. finding something happy. You know, yeah. I found a purpose. Mm -hmm. And then I look at it this way as if, you know, if we can just save one life from what she died from, yeah. you know, then her, you know, then her death would never be, is not in vain. Right. You know, you actually, it, it, it grew out of something grew out of, right. um, you know, and that's amazing. You know, and again, yeah. when you think about it, it's people have impacts on people well after they've passed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, if you can find purpose in in yeah. in anything, and not just you, this is for everybody in general. If you can try and find some purpose in those things, if you're if you're going through dark times, if you're in the middle of your run, you know what I mean? Yeah. Either either kind of theoretically or you know real like in really are you know and you can find purpose to keep driving. I think that's a lot of what we try and, for. And another another huge catalyst, I think, um, which I completely forgot when you had me put the hat on and said I look like my dad. Um, <clears throat> his his passing in uh, 2018 became such a big catalyst yeah. because I lost you know you know we all did. But, you know, I lost someone who's so important. We were all very, very close to your father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all grew yeah. up with him as kind of a surrogate dad. You know and, what I mean? Or many yeah. of us, you know. Yeah, yeah. Many, many of us, many of us, many of you who he could stand. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, and even those who he couldn't. Now, he liked all you guys, which is yeah, cool. At first, I was told, hey, don't hang out with those kids. They're bad news. They're only guilt by association. Within five years, they're like, oh, we're really glad you have those friends. Right. They may be fuck ups, but we like them. But hey, <laughs> we're loyal. We're loyal yeah, fuck ups. We're loyal. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you how it is. Um, <laughs> but I still, another way to get out of dark spots, I'll talk to him. I still carry a picture of him and uh, the two of us when I was a baby. And it goes with me on every trip, every pack. And, I, and now every when I finish the race, I always, I always throw that hat on when I finish the race because I'm out there alone, but I'm never alone, you know? And, and he, his passing kind of made me also look at my life. So um, there's so many different catalysts. Don't ignore them. That's so it. Yeah, we yeah. can't ignore it. It's, it's interesting, but all you have to do is just take a couple minutes. And just It goes back to being mindful as well, right? Yeah. And being present, understanding what's happening, what's going on. So, so okay. Yeah. We could, again, we could dive into these for hours and stuff, like each one of these things. So what, yeah, are, your yeah, aspira yeah. what are your aspirational goals like? really like the next three, five, 10 years from now, like it from running. I mean, it doesn't have to be one or the other. I mean, no. you're already looking at this goal. I, I don't want to go too far down the line. Cause you've got a big ass run coming up. A couple <laughs> of them coming up pretty soon. Yeah. You know, or are for, you trying to just focus on the shorter term? Like six so months for, from now for running, it's all, I, I have delusions of grandeur okay. um, for when I turn 50. <laughs> 
but okay. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say them. I'll put it out there yet. All right. Yeah. Cause I still have to finish, but this is my first hundred miler. I don't even know if I like it. <laughs> um, so, and then it'll be my first 250 miler. So I don't even know if I like that. Uh, That's fair. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to start saying things that I can't cash, you know? Um, that's but, why it's aspirational. It can be an aspirational goal. You know what I mean? Like, I want to run, I don't know, a thousand miles in a week. I don't know. That seems ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, Let's just say I want to do a 500. I want to do a 500 miler. At some um, point. At, at some point, but it, it, including um, okay. including something a little extra, which would be really interesting. Right on. Cool. Uh, I'd also like to also maybe do a, a, a year thing where it's run something every weekend or okay. have a... Oh shit! No, I just thought of what my real aspiration is. What is it? I want my son to run with me. That's badass. Yeah, right? I can't yeah. wait. I, I'll point at mountains. I go, "You want to come there with me someday?" And he'll always go, "Yeah." That's awesome. And like, all right. And now he even starts talking. We're gonna go up in those mountains. And I'm like, "That's right, buddy." Yeah. And he just loves running, so it's I will never force it on him. But yeah, yeah. Him just get him out in the wilderness in the wild, right? That's the yeah, part. Man. To him to go and explore those. So we used to explore the woods. We were allowed to. Remember the days when we could. When you could just go off. <laughs> Your parents didn't care. You just listened yeah. for them to yell. Yep. Or they'd <laughs> yell and you wouldn't hear them. So. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Oh, shit, you didn't hear them. Just tell them you didn't hear them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so no, that's and, amazing. That is an amazing, you know, goal. I mean, that, and that's realistic. You know, that's not something that's, it's aspirational, but it, that's around, kind of almost like around the corner. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Three and a half. I mean, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I they grew up Michelle, too fast. I said to Michelle, "Can you believe in ten years he'll be in eighth grade?" She's like, <laughs> "But <laughs> <laughs> that all that means is like we're getting old." <laughs> it's exactly. all good. So I, think it's, I think it's smart as a runner to keep things present. I think it's smart as a person to look forward, but stay present. Yeah. Um, because you can stress the shit out of yourself, and you can miss things. If you're thinking so far in advance what you want to do, yeah, there's stuff right here that you're not paying attention to. I think that's that's really really important. You know, um, we because we have to focus. You have to focus on now. You can plan for the future, but you can't control the future. You can no. control right. You can try and control right now. You know, and that's try, kind of yeah. the try, try as you want. And you know, <laughs> shit. It took me. You know, just trying to get get us lined up to do this podcast. You know, it's like. <laughs> I'm trying. I have goals. You know, I want to do it. And it's just, it's life gets in the way sometimes, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. okay. And that's totally fine. It's just like, we just work around what we've got, what we can try and try and yeah. control. So, no, I think, and I think of the other aspirations, most of them are around the family, you know, just, yeah. just doing my thing Good. and, and, and enjoying and making a difference um, with the new career, you know, hopefully hopefully making a difference. That's really what I just want to do. I want to help. I want someone to make someone's day better. Yeah. Um, for them, not for me, but so that, you know, we, we are a selfish, we're selfish as creatures. It's human um, nature. So I don't mind being selfish by feeling like I've helped somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think there's you know, anyone that would say anything different, right? If I can help know, somebody every single day, if you can do something for somebody every single day. Or, or even let them not be as afraid. Yeah. You know, because that that's process. scary as shit. Yeah. I mean, you get diagnosed with cancer, you get diagnosed, you get any, you get any of those type of diagnosed, diagnosis. Yeah. It is scary. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You know, that is probably one of the scariest things you're going to come up against. And yeah. what, what are the, what are the statistics? It's like, I think it's like 66 or 
50% or something crazy of people at some point in life will have something. Yeah. Like that, there's, you know? there's that. I mean, our bodies are fallible and especially with, we're not even going to get into. We could, we could go into biology stuff. Yeah. We don't we're know. Gonna we, get into it's just the reality of it. Right. It is the reality. Our, our current, our, uh, our current mm-hmm. being right now is, is that, you know, it's just, it does happen. Yeah. So, so nice. again, one thing you can do is try and take care of each other. Right. Just like we try and do, we try and have conversations, you know, regularly, like between you and Brian and Corey and Mike and all of us, you know, even if it's, it's just being there supporting each other. And that's what we try and do, you know, Beth and I, and then even with just podcasts, it's, it's pretty amazing when we see people coming and following and helping out and like reaching out to each other, even on social media and stuff like that, if something comes up. So, all right, TJ, where can Can everybody find you? Can I just say one one thing is absolutely I find it absolutely amazing. 30 years later, we've lived our own lives, we've we've crossed, we've intertwined, we've done this. That how lucky we are to be able to sit and you know still shoot the shit. And now this makes me really want to talk with you more off of this. But (laughs) um just because I want to find out more about what you've been doing and everything like that. But this means the world to me. You know, this is, you're my family. This is likewise. Yeah. We are. When, and that's not a joke. Like no. that is legit. Like we have known each other all more, uh, you know, almost our entire lives. Yeah. When we, when we, I was 13, when I met you, you were 15, you know, yeah. that it literally we were little kids and yeah. now we're middle-aged dudes with gray hair and, you know, balding and whatever, you know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah, you've got, yep. See, man, <laughs> you know, I think it, I'd love I'd love to come on the bars open sometime and just talk about the stupid shit we used to do. Oh, dude, That'd yeah. You know what we could do? We'll talk <laughs> offline after. Yeah, that that's, yeah. Holy <laughs> that shit. That could be a lot of fun. The so stories maybe. we could tell. Some yeah. of them, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So where, like, where else can everybody find you? Who Are there any sponsors you want to drop? Um, um, so Era Viper Running is uh, who I'm currently working for. They're one of the largest um, trail running uh, outfits okay. in the country. They have about 50 or 60 different um, events a year. Um, four or five of them are actually premier events. Um, if anybody's in the Southwest or anywhere, uh, go to araviperrunning.com and they have races that range from 5K to 250 miles. Wow. Um, and a lot of the times there's six different distances at one race. And oh, that's, it, that's might, cool. it might be 500 people running total but it just feels so amazing. Like it's a big party um, out in the deserts. That's really um, so cool. If you, if you can ever, if you ever really want to look into it, check out AeroViperRunning.com. Yeah, so if you're out, yeah, like you said, uh, Southwest, Phoenix, Arizona, is it Utah, yeah. Arizona, Southern California kind of thing? They do Colorado. Um, okay. They're Colorado and Arizona right now. That's where all okay. their events are. All right, cool. Uh, but, you know, people run them from all they come there to run. Okay, that yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And I'll put I'll tag this in the bottom in the in the comments as well. Yeah, and there's so the comments, amazing. but in the, in the show notes. And um, hi mom. No, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, what else. Uh, no one at the moment. Okay, um, that's cool. There's definitely equipment and stuff I use, but I don't need to. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like that. Um. Cool. 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 So that and then hashtag man with the golden hat out on Instagram. Yeah. Is it? Is what's your is your regular Insta? where people can go to follow you for like uh donations those sorts of things as far as that goes yeah the 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 link will be in the in the um the bio okay cool all right yeah that's 
I keep my Facebook kind of private. So I that's don't, fine. I, yeah. That's why Instagram's kind of like business. Yeah, you know what pretty, I mean? Like pretty yeah. pictures. Yeah, exactly. So very cool. Well, TJ, thank you so much for coming on today, dude. We've hey, talked brother. about a lot. We could talk again. You. you know, how we've got entire lives to talk that we could go <laughs> over and, you know, we just kind of scratch the surface. So for everybody, thank you so much for joining in and watching this. If you're interested, Thanks, reach out to me. If you have any, you want to uh, donate to TJ, for some reason you can't find his link, whatever, I'll help you get there. Also, all the notes will be in the, um, in the, in the, show notes for you with all yep. the different books and stuff like that we've talked about but dude thank you so much love you man love you too oh it's like we just caught up for an hour and a half or so and i'm like <laughs> Holy shit. An hour and a half? yeah, yeah. it's pretty okay. awesome so but all right man catch you in a little bit stay on for a second everybody else thank you so much and have a great night